Awesome. Just for a moment, you may be seated. If you are new to City Point, we just want to welcome you with open arms. My wife and I are the lead pastors here, and um, God did not call us to do church. He is the builder of his church. He called us to be stewards of creating an atmosphere, creating such an urgency of faith. It's almost like I feel in the spirit realm, it's like my, my father-in-law loves to surf. I don't know if you're a surfer. Once the surfboard hit me and cut me in my eye, I took the surfboard and threw it on the shore and I'm like, I'm never gonna surf again. But you have to position yourself for the next wave. You always have to be ready to catch what you don't know is gonna be thrown at you. In the same way in the spirits, we have to be ready to catch the wave of what the Spirit of God is doing. You and I cannot, cannot play church. The day of structured religion is over. I pray that as you come into a place of drawing near to God, and let, let me just tell you, if you're here today, even through an invitation from a friend, you have listened to the Holy Spirit to respond to that because it is not us that draws our hearts towards God. The Holy Spirit woos you. And not only that, but he not only woos you, but he is pleased when you seek him. The fact that you're here, whether, you, whether you're not used to worship going an hour or whether you're not used to praying for the sick. And last Sunday we declared over, some, uh, uh, over a lady that her uh, low blood pressure would be healed in Jesus' name. She went to the doctors this week and, and the doctor said, I don't know what's wrong, but we have to take you off those pills because you don't need them anymore. days upon us that we have to we have to remain in this posture ready for this next wave let me just let me let me encourage you we need to be ready for what the spirit of god is doing we're not waiting to see what happens from the freedom convoy we're praying for the freedom convoy we're not waiting for, for the president, uh, the shifting of, of the seat of presidency. We're, we're, not, we're not waiting in this room deliberately just for a miracle. We're waiting in posture for the miracle maker himself. We have to be in this place that we are so zealous, that we're, so, we're, that we, that we're coming to a place of being so undone, so, so, uh, so given to the surgery of the Spirit of God that it's not about us anymore. It's not about what I look like when I rock up to church. It's not about how, how my hands are raised or whether they're not raised or whether I'm on my knees or not on my knees. It's about Jesus and obeying Jesus and glorifying Jesus. And honestly, church, this is our heart online in this room. This is a place that we want to cultivate a habitation for the glory of God. A habitation. When we come in, we're actually seeing heaven on earth. We're actually witnessing a move of the Spirit. I, for one, want to be a general in the Spirit of God, in the move of the Spirit of God. I want to usher in believers, not perfection. 
not know-it-alls, not divas. I'm talking about, I want, I just want to see true surrender. I want to see you and I come to the place, whether you're up in the back, up in the back right. I should just feel up in the back right. I'm not sure I can't see you. Got your hat low. There you are, my friend. I just see God moving on you, man. Get ready. I, th- I see just a, 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 like a clock starting to spin faster and faster, and it's bringing it's, it's bringing it's bringing an escalated speed to the to the answer of your prayers. Don't stop. Don't stop digging in. Don't don't let the the the, the devil come with a spirit of loneliness or uh, isolation or 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 that God has forgotten you. God never wastes a moment, my friend. He's all over you. Get ready for those answered prayer in Jesus' name. place of pursuit and it can't just be corporate pursuit I've been a part of album recordings and worship services all across the globe where there is a an incredible corporate pursuit where we look one way at the altar during the service when the cameras are ready to capture it but we look an entirely different way when the doors are closed behind God wants his body, his people, to come to a place that Jesus is such our desperation, that Jesus needs to become the, the, the center point, the very centrality, the, the, the very masterpiece of our every single day, that our pursuit is not about waiting for our promotion or waiting for our spouse or waiting for our, um, uh, our feelings to decipher which way to go, but we are so set on waiting for the Spirit of God to reveal Jesus to us. Oh my gosh. Isaiah 40, 31 says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and they will not faint. Can I just encourage you? Our waiting is one of our greatest weapons. But the flesh hates it. I won't get you to raise hands, but who in this place, you're just sitting there during worship and you're just like, you know, what do I do? Just, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I'm just doing it. But it's just, because it's like taking a a car. And if you just keep driving it and driving it and driving it and you don't service it, eventually your oil is going to get lower and lower and lower. And we think as believers, without coming into the presence of God and waiting upon Him, that we can actually live this life victoriously. My friend, you need the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is waiting by your bedside in the morning to empower you for the day. The Spirit of God is waiting for you to open your mouth and stop being silenced by the enemy and lift up the praises of our King so that you will not be denied your inheritance for this day. 
For this is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. For the Spirit of God is on my side. I will walk in the power and the might of the Spirit of God. Not by my intellect, not by my know-it-all, not by my strength or my devices, but by the Spirit of God. They that wait. Do you know the secret to the power of Christianity is in waiting? Jesus said, you saw, you saw me do what I, all I did. But now I'm pointing, go and wait. Go and wait. See what happens. Go and wait. David says in Psalm 62, he says, my soul silently waits for you, God. For in you is my salvation. Not in social media networks. Not in my promotion at work that now I'm now lavishly financially taken care of. Not in, oh, I just got a girlfriend. I just got a boyfriend. I'm good to go. No, in him is my salvation. In him. The Psalms also say, for if you return to me, if you rest in me, you will be saved. For in quietness and confidence is your strength. Do you want to find the strength, the fullness of the strength of the Spirit of God? Do you want to operate in the Spirit where you're outworking and walking and stepping in the very power of heaven? You have to learn to wait. There's a few Hebrew words that describe the word wait. Kava. Q-A-V-A-H means to bind together, intertwined like a rope. God wants to bind you, bind you to the very clothe you in the power of heaven to manifest on earth. That when you're, when you're triggered to step in the traumatic feeling of that abuse, all of a sudden the joy of the Lord is your strength. When you're triggered to be angry, and to, and to operate in the flesh, all of a sudden the patience, the fruit of the patience of the Spirit of God comes upon you. Yakal is another one that in the King James means to trust, to wait in, to hope expectantly that we're coming to this place, that, we, that too many believers don't know how to wait upon the Lord. Because, when, guess what, when you wait upon the Lord, you start to discover the spiritual realm. You begin to navigate the spiritual realm and it's not just what you see, it's what you can, what you believe, what, what God is showing you. I mean, God just showed me a picture this morning. Picture uh, the, the, the altar was like a trench and it was just being filled with water. And I'm like, looking at this trench going, oh, this is really cool. Are we gonna just dance in the river of God today? This is amazing. And then all of a sudden, during worship in the 8 a.m., he showed me this picture of overlooking this trench, but it was on a cliff in heaven overlooking Loveland, Colorado. And, as, and the more we got hungry, the more we got desperate, the more we waited upon God, the more that we pressed in, singing Yeshua and pressing in going, I don't care if I haven't eaten since last night. I don't care if my flesh is telling me one thing or my emotions say this thing because my parents just went through a divorce or I just broke up with my girlfriend or I did something last night. That I shouldn't do. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm hungry and I'm desperate. And then the more desperate we got, the water started to fill. The water started to fill and there was a tipping point and it just started to pour out upon Loveland. Started to pour upon Loveland. 
started to pour, but it comes upon he who learns to dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. Surface Christianity, just, just say goodbye. Let it go out the back door. Seriously, it's time to grow in maturity in the Spirit of God. It's time to not pray in the flesh. It's time to not fast in the flesh. It's time to not praise in the flesh. It's time to start operating in the Spirit and learn what it feels like to wait upon the Lord and how Him renew your strength. Come on, there's about to, some people in this place that are about to take flight because you'll mount up with the wings of eagles. You're about to elevate. You're about to go to the next level. You're about to see a supernatural. Come on. You got to get your faith ready. You got to get your faith ready in this place. But what happens is this. When we wait upon the Lord, you got to understand, your flesh has to die. Your idols have to die. Your coping mechanisms have to die. The crutches that you rely on to just be tickled by a fake religious Jesus and not allow Jesus the, the, the gift of surrendering those crutches at his feet in exchange for the real Jesus. It's not time to rely on these things, but when you come into the presence of God and you wait upon him, I'm telling you, you have to die to yourself. Catherine Coleman, one of the mightiest women of God, never preached a seven incredible way sermon of how to live your best life. She preached death to self. She saw the dead raised. She saw people step out of wheelchairs. She saw the miraculous. She positioned herself for the next wave of the Spirit. You have to be willing to let your flesh wither. That's why it takes time. If you want to cultivate a habitation in your own life, it takes time to dwell in the secret place and not just visit it. To put value upon meeting with Jesus every day in your pursuit, in your walk with him, to wait upon the Lord because all of a sudden your, your flesh is disarmed. Your flesh is disarmed. You, you're, the, you, God begins to dismantle the sin in your life. In exchange, he begins to maneuver and he begins to strengthen your inner man. All of a sudden your flesh loses grip. Have you ever been in that place where you're like in worship and you've pressed in for so long, it doesn't matter what time it is, it doesn't matter if you've had your latte, it doesn't matter if you what, what your feelings are, you're just captivated by the one. They that wait upon the Lord. And then all of a sudden a stillness comes over. We're gonna, we're gonna step into a place of, please don't remain in a, in a spectating place. I want you to just in the next two minutes and we're going to start to pursue Jesus again. But what happens is when we, when we decide to kill our flesh, we, start to, we step into a place of stillness. Even the demonic understands the power of stillness. Preachers don't preach about it, but Muslims, they'll start humming and they'll start going so far into prayer, they'll get into a trance 
they're not praying to Jesus, they're praying to Satan. They get into such a trance that they'll take knives and swords and shove them through their body and pull them out and there won't even be a scar. This is real. This is reality. The spiritual realm has much mystery. But in the same way, God wants you to be still and know that I am God. Be still and know your, your quietness when you give God your quietness. Say you have a lunch break and you just, you're at work and you just go, and you just go find a, a, a retreated place. You go on a walk around the lake or whatever it is and you, you quiet your soul. What happens is quietness empowers the spirit and stillness begins to empty you of self. So the power of stillness, that we come into this place just knowing, be still and know, know that he is God. Psalms 1 on 3 says, acknowledge that he is Lord, that he is your maker and that you are his. You are his sheep in his pasture. Isaiah 8 says this, it says, it says, make the Lord of heaven's armies holy in your life. He is the one you must fear. He is the one you must tremble before. So in other words, we come to a place and we bring our soul into stillness. We bring our soul. We can't worship. Worship doesn't worship with soul. God's looking for spirit and truth worshipers. So you have to understand, you must wait and let the, the, the Holy Spirit dismantle your flesh, get you in a position to stop praying uh, prayers that just, I mean, sometimes we pray so many prayers and they get boring. No, many, no, no wonder so many people don't want to go back to their prayer closet. No wonder so many people don't want to rise up and come to prayer meetings because they don't see results because you can't get results in the flesh. You have to get results in the spirits. It has to be by the spirit. It has to be by the spirit. And it's simple. The Holy Spirit's just saying, just wait upon me and I will in exchange birth strength. I'll elevate you. I'll pull you out and I'll bring a stillness. I remember one of my heroes, Keith Green. He, um, he was in this real, he was a worship artist, 70s, died at the age of 27 in a helicopter crash. I don't know why God took him then, but just a, a modern day revivalist. And one night he was tired of it. He was tired of not seeing the hand of God move. And so he went out to his car and he locked the doors in his car and says, God, I'm just going to wait here until. Everybody say until. Until. He locked the doors. He waited there until. Until. He didn't read the word. He just waited. He didn't bring a, a lot of words. The Bible says, let your words be few. He literally just waited upon the Lord. And all of a sudden, four hours later, four hours later, the Spirit of God touched him. A fire was lit up in his bones. He went back inside. And all of a sudden, the words in the Bible weren't just words. They started to come alive. Because what 
what happened in Genesis 1. In Genesis 1, it says, God created heaven and earth, that the earth was without form. It was void. It was in darkness. But the Spirit of God was covering the face of the ocean. And then what it says, it says God spoke. So when, the, when, the, when God speaks in the spirits, stillness I'm going to ask Caitlin to begin to sing this song we will wait upon the Lord because what happens is when you finally get to the place that your soul comes into submission you, you literally surrender your soul you come into a place of stillness finally the Holy Spirit says this in Psalms he says quicken us quicken us and I will call upon your name. So in other words, the Spirit of God is saying, you, it's impossible for you to seek me by yourself. You need the Spirit of God to quicken you, to pull you in, to bring you to a place that you are your spirit to spirit. You're now, you're now encountering the living God. You're now cultivating his glory. You're now in this place where God begins to birth true prayer, true repentance, true conviction, the true reality where all of a sudden you start to taste and see and you're like, man, this is so much better than what the world offers. I don't want to be addicted to this anymore because this is so much better. I, I want to continue to drink of the living water. I want that living water to flow out of my belly. I want to see the glory of God. I want to see the manifestation of the reality of, of, of living in the fullness of the Spirit because I got to understand that the fullness of the Spirit and waiting are inseparable. Inseparable. Waiting. One time we were baptizing our friend in the Holy Spirit. One hour. Two hours. Two and a half hours. Finally, after two and a half hours, the Spirit of God came upon him. He received his gift of speaking in tongues. He fell back two chairs because the Spirit of God touched him. Finally. And I love, I love this. God has like an awesome agenda to bring a fresh encounter to skeptics. Do you realize if you've partnered with skepticism, that's not of God? devil likes to twist and lie and bring skepticism in our lives. My friend up in Washington was a construction worker, a hunter, a guide of professional hunters, a man of all men. He drives a very, 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 very large Dodge Ram truck. So he's, yes, a man. He carries lots of guns. So he's another man and walks into a building and my brother-in-law, Joel Ramsey's preaching and is skeptic. Now that ain't true. It's not true. That's not true. It's like, it's like me telling this. My new friend in, in Colorado Springs last Sunday in his service, it was a four-hour service. Last week, it started to rain inside the building. That little devil Oh, that's not true. That's such lies. 
such lies. Don't believe it. You're comfortable. You're good. But my friend Jason literally was just sitting there with her arm closed. Joel comes up to him, prays for him. Nothing happens. Moves on to the next person. My other friend, Bill, a mighty man of God in his 70s, sees him. Holy Spirit says, pray for him. So he starts running towards him, ready to um, like pounce and tackle him. But before he gets 10 feet in front of him, the Spirit of God touches Jason. He flies back six, seven feet and is under the power of the Spirit for over three hours. Oh, Jesus loves to go after the skeptics. Guess what this man of God is doing? He then sold everything in Seattle, moved to, to East Washington, or, uh, bought a bear, a bear paw campground, and is now raising havoc against the devil's uh, mission and, and bringing heaven to earth and, and seeing souls saved and seeing God move. I'm telling you, it comes from waiting. Let's stand to our feet in this moment. Kaylin, just sing. Let's put our hands towards heaven. Upon the Lord, He will renew our strength. Come on, let's wait upon the Lord, and He will renew our strength. Come on, just wait upon Him. If we just wait upon the Lord He will renew our strength Come on, I want you to begin to lift your voices in gratitude and thankfulness I just want you to begin to lift up this atmosphere in thankfulness and gratitude Come on, if all you can say is thank you for the cross then say thank you for the cross Come on, if you could just find one detail from this last week to be thankful for, say Jesus I'm so thankful for this because God has given us not just Apple Maps, He's given us Jesus Maps a road map into His presence a road map into a, bring it into His courts with praise and thanksgiving God, we're so grateful for what you've done Lord, we're so grateful for what you have done in the past in this region, in the 60s in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s. Father, in the 21st century. God, but we're not settled. We're thankful, but we're not settled. God, we want to see a move of the Spirit in Jesus' name. Lord, we want to see a move of the Spirit. We want to see a generation rise. Lord, in the power, Lord, the power of quietness, of stillness in Jesus' name. He will renew our Thank you, Jesus. Renew our strength today, God. Renew our strength. Come on. You're refreshing today. You don't even realize it, but you're growing stronger. You're growing stronger. God is ministering to your enemy as we pray, as we sing. Right now in the name of Jesus, we curse anxiety in Jesus' name. We break its hold. We break its clutch. We break its 
God wants to begin to birth true prayer and true worship. But he needs a true life surrendered. True prayer. And when prayed in the Spirit, you're going to see results. You're going to see God move. us to pray together. I feel in the atmosphere right now to do it. I want us to pray for, to continue to go after what Pastor Lane was saying with cancer. Um, our very own location pastor, a dear friend of ours, Pastor Sam Gunser, who pastors City Point Redcliffe, which is about 35 minutes northeast of Brisbane, Australia, and um, he's battling what the doctors have deemed terminal cancer not fixable but you and I in his presence in his atmosphere right now we can gather together and pray and see results and I also want to pray for Benny Johnson out of Bethel Church she's battling cancer right now what you got to understand is my father-in-law in 2010 battled cancer my father has just gone through his second bout of cancer I, for one, hate, hate cancer. There's people in this room that have lost loved ones from cancer. But we live on, and we stand, and we contend. Can we lift our hands towards heaven? Maybe you're battling for a friend or a family member. Maybe you're standing the gap for a coworker right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, just be able to lift your voice, lift your faith, lift your authority. Come on, lift your authority right now in the name of Jesus. God, we just lift up Benny Johnson to you. God, we lift up Benny Johnson. We pray in the name of Jesus that that cancer, Lord, will be completely healed. Lord, we thank you, Father, for a mighty, mighty, mighty testimony. A miracle, Father. A miracle from heaven on earth. In Jesus' name, Lord, we lift up Sam Gunser to you. Lord, a dear friend of this house. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. We thank you for complete healing. Lord, he's just in his early 40s. He has four kids, married to an incredible wife. Lord, may he live on with a testimony, declaring your goodness, declaring your glory, declaring your mighty works. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lift your hand in this place. Uh, if you've been battling a prayer that hasn't been answered for a very long time, raise your hand in this place. You've been battling with a prayer that has not been answered for a very long time. Don't be shy. If you're around one of these hands, put your hand toward them. Ask them if you can put your hand on them. Come on, I really believe. Come on. Wait upon the Lord. He shall renew your strength. You will mount up. Today is the day to mount up. Come on, to mount up a new day, a new season. Father, together we come into agreement, God, for answered prayers. Jesus, Lord, thank you, Father, as we're in this secret place. Lord, you birth faith. Birth faith in this house. Lord, to rise above, Lord, the outcome. Rise above the situation. Rise above the circumstance. Lord, to fixate our eyes upon you, the author and the finisher of our faith. In Jesus' name. Come on, we believe from the front to the back, left to the right, online. We're believing for you today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. Complete answered prayer, God. Complete answered prayer. Complete transformation. Complete wholeness, God. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Let it be done. Let it be done. In Jesus' mighty name. 
Thank you, Father. Don't let emotion dictate how you feel, respond in this atmosphere. Let faith be your response. Let faith be your response. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. As we come to a moment, as the prayer team gets ready, we're gonna, at the end of the service, if you want to um, step into a place of being baptized by the Holy Spirit, just like Jesus said to his disciples. So Jesus wanted us to be baptized in the Spirit of God, to be touched by the very fire, the all-consuming fire of heaven. As we conclude the service, the prayer team's gonna be up here to pray for you. Maybe you've never been baptized or maybe you just want a filling of the Spirit of God. Today's your day. Don't pass this moment by. I'm telling you, if you want your prayer life to be ignited, if you want your worship life, your culture to be ignited in your, in your home, in your house, and in your car, let me tell you, the Spirit of God is what you need. But before we conclude from the front to the back, left to the right, if you're in this room, let me challenge you with this question. When you die, where will you go? The world is not being, they're, they're not just tickling our feathers. No, they're being blunt and in our face. The devil is rising with the anticipation to fulfill the scriptures and the prophets. That he wants to cover this earth in deception and fear. He wants to drag as many of God's children to a place called the lake of fire have to be blunt and in your face where will you go is your eternity secure Jesus the son of God was commissioned by his father to become flesh with one mission one mission to one day one day take the cross one day allow all of mankind's sin, the death, destruction to be nailed upon the cross of Calvary because he saw freedom. He endured the cross with joy. He saw your name and he said, one day I want to knock on the door of his or her heart. One day I want to have, to have a, a collision course with me, a moment of decision to receive me as Lord and Savior. My friends, what it feels like to be adopted in the family of God. There's no other feeling. What it feels like to taste salvation. There's no other feeling. The greatest decision you'll ever make is not what hamburger you're going to have in 25 minutes. In Jesus' name. But it's this decision right now. If you want to know Jesus, maybe you've stepped away years ago, you gave your heart, but now you want to return and recommit your life. Or maybe this is your first time. God is knocking on the door of your heart and he's saying, my son, my daughter, would you come home? The gospel is a beautiful free gift of grace for everyone. He wants you to understand forgiveness, that he is a good, loving father. On the count of three, if that's you, online and in this room, just raise your hand. One, two, three, if that's you in this room, you want us to pray for you today, just raise your hand and say, yes, Pastor Aaron, that's me. Love for you to pray with me today. 
step into a place of knowing awesome decision, awesome decision, my friend. Awesome. Oh my God, I'm feeling a tug. There's a few more. Maybe all you've known is religion. Maybe all you've known is religion, but today you wanna encounter the real Jesus. Don't be shy, be bold. This is a moment for you. Awesome. So we're gonna pray together. The Bible says if we believe in our hearts, confess that our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, we believe that he did everything that he said he did, that we will be saved. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes in this moment. We're gonna say this prayer as a family. For those that raised their hands, or maybe you didn't raise your hand, you can still say this prayer together. You're not praying to mere man, but you're praying to Jesus. Jesus Christ. Repeat these words. Say, Jesus, right now, I surrender my entire life to you. I see what you've done for me. You did what I could not do. And I thank you for it. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and my shame. I believe three days later you rose again, defeating death and giving me the gift of eternal life. From this day forth, I'm a child of the Most High God. I receive the forgiveness and I am set free and saved in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Can we give God a shout of praise in this place?